0: What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up? What up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Tina Butterwolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh, Rebel Radio is going down. Would
1: you say Rebel Radio?
0: Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio
1: what's up rebels welcome to a very special episode of rebel radio i think i say that every week Um, this is our amp music summit edition i've got uh, the co-creators of Amp music summit on with me and i'm going to introduce you to them we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, music industry virtual summit that we've been planning now for uh, close to a month and that is Debuting um, at ampmusicsummit.com on Wednesday, May 6th. I hope you all will join us. Uh, so, on the phone with me is Seth Combs. Um, Seth was a client of mine at Soul Republic, where he was uh, head of marketing, and we worked together to build a nationwide campus ambassador program. Um, and then also a client at uh, his current job as CMO of Beat Fever, now Next Music. Um, and Seth and I have, uh, have become friends through working together. He's a non-traditional CMO for sure. One of the few who really gets culture. Um, and so we'll talk to Seth a little bit about that. Um, also with us is Simon Russ Lamb. Uh, Simon and I have known each other for many, many years through Herb Magazine and just the dance music community here in LA. Uh, we probably were at a lot of raves together over the years. Simon uh, used to be Chief Operating Officer at Insomniac and uh, one of the creators of EDM Biz and a big force behind EDC. Um, we also had the opportunity to work together, I think it was last year, we co-promoted Rebel Radio Live at the Ace Hotel with Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks and um, uh, as well as uh, through the LA Podcast Festival, which Simon was involved with for for a couple years. So. Um, uh, welcome, gentlemen, to the show. Thank you for making some time to to talk about this.
2: I'm uh, so excited to be on here. Yeah, thanks.
1: Right on. Well, um, I wanted to do this together because, you know, first of all, I'm really excited about what we're what we're doing with Amp Music Summit um, and, you know, interested in hearing your perspectives. I know we've been talking daily, sometimes several times daily as we lead up to this, but um felt like a good time to take a little step back. And I also think just the nature of, of our partnership and how it's come together, I find really interesting. Um, and uh, I'd love to kind of hear hear your thoughts on it as well. So um, I'll, I'll kind of start off. So, you know, this, this idea came about and we should talk about what it is. Um, but uh but the idea came about you know Seth and I a, as I mentioned had had been working together off and on and had become friends and kind of got into this rhythm of sometimes weekly conference calls really just checking in seeing what's on each other's minds and are there are there things we can do to help each other but you know really just bounce ideas and this little kind of mini mastermind group if you will and in the midst of that, we started hearing about all these cancellations of WMC, of you know events, festivals, basically anything that brought uh, anyone together was being canceled. And I think Seth, you you brought up the idea of you know why don't we do a virtual summit and uh, and just create something that that doesn't exist and and share that with people. Did, is that did I get that part right?
2: Well, I mean, I think there's a couple things. One, I mean, my calls, my weekly calls, whatever calls to you are nothing short of amazing. They usually walk away with a lot of thought. Um, to get everyone up to speed, we have a regular call where we just kind of talk about our thoughts on business, thoughts on marketing, thoughts about everything that's happening. And I don't know who came up with the idea. I don't think it was me. I think it was just more you and I realizing and recognizing right around the time that we knew South by Southwest was going to get canceled. We knew all these events were going to get canceled. We saw it, and you and I were talking about it. And you could sense a desperation happening because both you and I, um, and Simon, we talked to the music industry on a regular basis, and there was this real fear striking. And I know that you and I had talked about, well, how do we just help people? How do we help the industry? And like, how do we really maybe curate something to help people to not be necessarily scared, but use that fear. Don't deny the fear, use the fear more to maybe create opportunity and to think differently.
1: Yeah, that that's great. I, I think, look, you know, we each have our own individual response to fear, uncertainty, to change, whatever it is. And, and, you know, no one's right or wrong i to speak for myself um i leap into action doesn't necessarily you know i like i like to do something and you know on the one hand be busy and also be able to to create and feel like i'm making a difference and that's just my natural uh that's what i i want to do it's not always necessarily possible um but that's what kind of gives me peace in times of uncertainty is is being busy, being focused on a goal, trying to be helpful. Um and so this seemed like an opportunity to do that. And it's, you know, I, I will say in the in the weeks we've been working on it, it's it's been amazing uh in that respect, if nothing else. Um and then uh and then so you know, to make things more interesting. So Seth and I just kind of said like, oh, that's a cool idea. Let's do it. And you know, over a few days we sort of put some thoughts together and then um, and then Simon, I love the way you came into this. So, uh, you know, I, I put up a post on, I think it was Facebook and just said, Hey, if you were ever going to attend a virtual conference about the music industry, what, what would you want it to be about? What would you want to hear? And, you know, I didn't want to go make a big announcement cause we were still kind of figuring out what we were doing, but I wanted to um, reach out to my friends, my tribe, and just kind of hear what was on their minds. And I got a bunch of responses with questions and then Simon reached out and said, Hey, what are you doing? And how can I help? And I was so blown away, frankly, by that response, um, that, uh, again, you know, here's someone that, um, you know, Simon, you, you didn't even know what we were doing, but you offered to, to be part of it. And uh, now here we are, you know, doing all this work together.
0: Yeah, it was funny. You know, I saw your, your post and my it sort of reminded me of some things that I really enjoy and some of them I had forgotten about. Um, I hadn't been involved with a conference since EDM Biz. And I really love bringing smart people together. Um, especially from different backgrounds and different perspectives and sharing information. Um, the other thing that I have a strange proclivity for and, you know, crisis management has been a part of my career hmm. for years. And part of managing any crisis is getting a really solid information base about what's happening. Um, and so, you know, the idea of bringing a bunch of people together from the industry and sharing the information with others, you know, it was this like, aha, oh, we, we're we going to do something, and this is how we can make a difference, and this is how we can be of service to the industry, and along the way, have some incredible conversations, and, you know, it's it's been fun. You know, this is... The, the three people on this call united for this project. Uh, and I think we've all met people who we didn't know were working on things that are really fascinating. Over the course of the last three weeks, we've discovered a lot of information that we're eager to share at the summit. Um, and, and it's all through answering that question of what can I do to help? Like, how can I make a difference? And, and this has been a really great outlet for that and i'm looking forward to seeing how people respond
1: yeah absolutely um i think um uh i don't know about you guys we haven't really talked about this but um but just you know the response from the people that we've asked to speak or uh you know people that we've made aware of the event and just the the level of enthusiasm and and you know, I think it really speaks to kind of what you said of just wanting wanting to help, right, and wanting to be busy doing something that that might be meaningful. Um, uh, You know, I I think is important and valuable for all of us. Um, And I should point out, like, it's not like the three of us are sitting around with nothing to do, right? Like, we have jobs and projects and and you know all three of us are incredibly busy and we're um speak for myself you know we struggle sometimes to make time to get everything done and we're kind of you know to some extent rushing against the clock um so but i think there's a difference right there's a difference when you're uh feeling a sense of purpose and you're you're motivated to create something um that you sort of find additional energy, if you will. Is that, is that kind of what you guys are experiencing?
2: Well, I mean, I can speak to this. I mean, I think, you know, the whole idea of this too is like, how do we volunteer our time to help this industry that we all love? Yeah. And I think there was just, there's an excitement around it. And it's been a lot of work and we still got a lot of work to do, but I know like, I mean, when Simon came on Simon joined, everything was, like, such, such a force to work with, and I've worked with you for a while, Josh, too, just to, like, see the imagination and the creativity and the things we are trying to get done so quickly get done. It's been fantastic, because I look at the speaker list, I look at what this conference holds, this amp music summit, and I look at it going, I want to attend this. I wish someone had created it, because we have thought leaders from so many different industries, and I know... I remember when Simon brought up um, one panel that's coming up about truly the art of the city. And I was blown away by it. And then he brought up another one. I'm like, oh, I want to go to that. And you were coming back, Josh, with, I'm talking to this speaker. I'm like, oh, I would love to attend that. And I feel like, um, you know, as a group of these, you know, volunteering together would really come together in a really fun thing to bring and curate, maybe a fun all
1: day session that people can go back to and really learn from I think it's a pivotal time to do it. Absolutely. Um well what what do you guys uh I I don't know think thinking how to ask this. I don't know. What what are you hoping to see kind of come out of it?
0: I mean I'm I'm excited to share these stories you know so much of the press right now is really focused on cancellations refunds layoffs furloughs deaths infection rates and all this stuff and you know i think we all recognize that these things are all happening and they need to be recognized and dealt with. But at the same time, we've really focused on finding people who have some inspiring stories about either how to manage and navigate where we are or people who are finding opportunity in this moment and their businesses are growing uh, one way or another. Um, you know, one of the guys, and it's a sneak preview, but you know, he just became partners with Facebook and they're getting. Investment from them, and that press release isn't even coming out until tomorrow, and he's going to be speaking about that on Wednesday. Um, you know, and there's just been some people whose businesses are, maybe the way they've responded to the situation is is by by jumping into action. Um, yeah. The platform we're going to use, Live Lesson Masters. You know, Alicia Carlin is a senior talent buyer for AEG and she and one of the her friends in a band started this company in March and they're hosting our platform but they're also helping touring artists become teachers with their fans I mean there's there are some really great stories out there and I think what I hope people hear and feel after the conference is you know if you just got laid off like What's that idea that you've been sitting on? And you know, much like this conference, we we had a couple of thoughts and came together, and it's an outreach. And three weeks later, we have a conference, and it's it's our it's round one, and we're going to learn some things, and we'll learn how to make them get better. And you know, but the only way to do that is by executing. And I think there are stories that people. Can share because even if there's change, it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. It can be really good, and I personally feel like there's a lot of opportunity being created because a lot of big businesses don't move as fast as entrepreneurs.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, I I I want to just highlight a couple of things that you said because, um, you know, first of all, I think, you know, this is this is a big conference. I think we have 18 talks maybe 19, something like that, um, uh, that we're packing into a single day. And uh, we could easily have taken, you know, months to plan something like this. And we didn't. It came together in a few weeks. Uh, we bust, we've we been busting our asses. And, uh, and as you said, it's certainly not going to be perfect. And perfection, I don't think, has been the you know, the objective or, or even something that we're thinking about, right? It's more about just creating and, uh, and it's, it's an experiment, right? And, and we expect to learn a lot. We expect to get feedback. We expect, you know, the audience and the speakers and everyone to kind of, uh, I think what, what, I, what I hope we're doing is creating the opportunity for everyone to join in and become part of something and whatever role you play in it is your role. Right. And, um, and whether that's attending, whether that's donating to one of the organizations that we're working with, whether it's volunteering to help in the future or giving us feedback and suggestions that we can use to make things better. I think, you know, everybody potentially has a role to play, which, um, which I think is part of how great brands and great companies are built, uh, period. Um, and shit, there was something else you said that now I forgot what it was, but it was really smart. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, I can't remember, but um, but that's a big deal, right? Like I think we don't often have the opportunity to do things with low stakes. And, you know, we're, we're all putting some credibility on the line. We're, we're extending ourselves to speakers that we have relationships with or people we don't, asking, you know, for people to, to give of their time. Um, you know, it, it's always funny because I feel like people are doing me a favor and they, you know, in general have responded as if I'm doing them a favor. I don't know if you guys have had the same kind of reactions. Yeah, I, you know, I
0: think. First of all, I, I want to acknowledge that our PG-13 rating might have just gone out the door, Josh.
1: Oh yeah, that we're, uh, we're not uh, with,
0: with, with 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 a language warning, uh, a warning for foul language after the fact. We haven't uh, we have an explicit
1: but, lyrics on there on our podcast here.
0: But but now now that the, the handcuffs are off, swearing Simon will happily do. <laughs> um, but I think you know. If you look at what has happened in the UK in the last month or two, you know, there was a great call to service that was led by the government and led by um, the healthcare system. And you saw people being asked to join to serve the national interest in national healthcare. And, you know, we have not seen that type of thing happened in this country there was no huge call for volunteerism uh on a national or even state level um and so the responses have been much more guerrilla style and i think that's really part of this is about we've asked people in the industry to join us to share this information um and hopefully people who are listening and joining in and participating in the conversation, you know, somebody might go, oh my God, streaming global sounds like the coolest company I've never heard of. That guy invented Windows Media and is now starting a new company. I want to hear that story and maybe go, oh, I could actually, if I was to bring business to that company, here's what I could do. and, And just let those, connectivity neurons start firing, um, you know, and all it takes is the reach out. I mean, that's, you know, I think everybody is capable of doing something. This is what we're doing together. Yeah. And hopefully people look at this and go, the barrier between where I am right now and where I want to be tomorrow is actually just really simple in terms of reaching out to somebody I'm interested in and seeing if we can collaborate somehow.
1: Yeah. Um, Now I just remembered the thing that I forgot before that you said that was so smart, which is, um, you know, as you said, like the the news and, and uh, you know, all that is important. I, I personally have a really low threshold for news fatigue and, um, you know my wife started to read me some article about this new hornet invasion and i was like I, you know i don't care i don't i like i can't take more stuff to worry about you know what i mean and and i definitely feel that in uh in general right now with you know everything on the news is is it's basically all bad news and um and so you know sometimes i worry a little bit about being too too focused on the positive, uh, if you will. Like like I'm you know it's not that I wanna ignore the reality that's out there, but at the same time, I you know, I would much rather fill my days and my headspace with thinking about what I what I can do that's positive or what I'm seeing that's positive. And so, you know, definitely I think um you know, your point about the the stories that we're hearing and we'll be hearing on Wednesday from from speakers about, <clears throat> you know, how they're creating opportunity, how they're um uh, you know, how how they're finding ways to move forward in a time when everything seems to be moving backwards or or kind of standing still. And and I think that's really important, right? And I think um you know, some people are going to be more directly or or worse affected by this pandemic and by the economic consequences and all of that. Some people will will have that worse than others. Um, and some of that is by uh, luck, frankly, it, right? it's It depends on kind of where they were when when they came into this, and some of it is based on the choices that we all make. Um, every single day when we get up and decide how to spend our time and our energy, right? And so, um, and so that's the part we can affect, right? Because whatever our health condition was, you know, in February, like there's nothing we can do about that. Whatever our economic situation was, you know, going into this is is in the past. But really, all we can do is try to make smart decisions, you know, every single day. And so, I I, I really see a lot of value in that, um, and kind of turning the focus to that. Seth, talk about your perspective. I mean, you're, uh, you know, Simon and I kind of come from this You're Um, you know, on paper, you're, you're a corporate guy, you're a, you're a corporate CMO. Um, and you know, I think that, Reality that environment is is very different in terms of, um, you know, the the companies, the kind of companies you work for, they they don't typically take risks, right? They they usually are are not um, gonna jump into something like this, and um, so how how does that how do you sort of reconcile those two two parts of your personality, if you will?
2: Well, I mean, I think from are you are you asking about um, helping to volunteer for this? Or are you talking about just in general? Um, I'm just saying
1: in general, like um, you, yeah.
2: I mean, from my perspective, it's you know when I look at it. Um, w- the goal here is, you know, everyone needs this. Anyone that remotely works around the music industry needs a healthy music industry. And we all need people that are healthy. We know how this ecosystem um, works. And, like, this, you know, the music industry got hit especially hard. And I know every industry did, but it got hit especially hard, especially from the live side. Sure. And, you can, you know, as Simon mentioned earlier, which is layoff after layoff, this after this. And it's truly coming in because I come in more from a technology perspective to come in, um, and go, Hey, there are opportunities here. What are creative solutions? You know, like, um, the next music and sessions, we just launched a new, you know, a new company, a new brand completely, which is live streaming for music only all around the same time. And it was truly, you know, talking to, this group in this industry and going, look, there's ways around this. Um, music isn't going anywhere. The live experience where you are actually next to another person might be delayed, but there's other ways of getting there. And, you know, it's a matter of, too, looking at talking to managers on a regular basis. I don't know. But there are other opportunities for them um, than maybe selling merch at the moment. Maybe it's, Maybe it is different brand partnerships. Are there other different ways to get there? And I think that was one of the cool things we're bringing up with, um, with I think, you know, Bill Silva and some of these people that are being interviewed on Wednesday, you know, like Stan Slack, who, this is a guy who has helped, you know, the biggest companies in the world grow by billions of dollars around mm-hmm. the world by getting them to ask the tough questions. And especially, a lot of companies he's helped since 2008. and He's helped a lot of companies really navigate past a recession or past a tragic moment. And I think we're at this point where it's a major crisis. But out of this crisis comes community. And You get people like yourself, like Simon, um, that come together and go, how do we help the larger community and what are ways to do that? And out of this community, is going to come more opportunities. I feel like there's a 100% chance that at least one person that comes out of this summit at the end of the day on Wednesday is going to go. I have a new idea, mm. or I feel better, or I'm going to reach out to someone else because I want to start something new. And I think the Simon's point earlier too, which is those ideas you've been that have been on the sidelines because you've been so busy focused on your job, you now have that moment to pursue that. And I hope that people come out. More than one person comes out. I want to say going, I'm better because of this summit and I'm better because I got a lot of thought leadership from within and outside the industry that really transformed it for me. I mean, is there a speaker or is there something specific you're looking for for Um, Simon and Josh, too.
0: I just wanted to say, I think you're right on Seth, on the that community that's developing in, in response to the pandemic. You know, I spoke earlier today. I, I was speaking with Avril Stanley, who, who's the founder of the Body and Soul Festival in Ireland, and it's an independent, it's one of the last uh, significant independent festivals in Ireland. And she and I were introduced uh, by Dee Dee from the Do Lab that produces Lightning in a Bottle. And, you know, it was the first time Avril and I had spoken, and she's going to join Dee and Disco Donnie and me and the CEO of C Tickets on a panel to talk about postponements, cancellations and refunds in the festival space. And Avril and I were just talking about how interesting it is that even though we probably should have already known each other and we could probably figure out ways to do business together that, you know, it's the crisis that has sparked all of these conversations that weren't necessarily happening before. The other one that I think is an incredible representation of the community building that's happening. Um, One of our first pieces of programming is, you know, I'm going to have a conversation with Dana Frank, uh, the CEO of First Avenue, and uh, they have a few different venues in Minneapolis. But that, that particular venue is classic because it's where Prince came up, and you know, she's one of the biggest indie promoters and operators. And what she and a group of her community have done is they've organized a trade association called the National Independent Venue Association. Over the course of less than a month, they've put together two thousand independent venues across the United States and they're working together to get Congress to help the industry and all of a sudden this community of people who were doing the exact same thing that they were all doing it in their own neighborhood clubs and bars all of a sudden they're connected they're able to communicate with each other and they're able to effectively advocate for themselves and they'll build relationships and those relationships will help them compete with with bigger companies with far more resources, I mean, you know, live nation probably got lobbyists on, on, on hold, on speed dial, you know, all year long. And the people who really need the help the most, um, are just now building those tools that I think the resulting community is something that's going to continue far beyond the, the time when we're still talking about COVID. Um, and I think it's, it's such a powerful result, um, of what happened and speaks to the resilience
1: of, of the industry. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, a, I, there's a lot that I'm excited to see. Um, some of it is, you know, friends who, um, whose stories I know really well, and am excited to share those with the world. So, you know, Raymond Roker, who's fresh off of producing the Coachella documentary, um, is going to talk, you know, be on a panel about content and uh, live streaming and and all of that um, with some people I don't know. And so that's kind of exciting to see how that comes together. Um, you know, people like Clint Schaff and Chris Denson. Cl- Clint is heading up podcasts at the LA Times. Chris is uh, the host of the Innovation Crush podcast and are going to talk about... Uh, Not just podcasting, but, but, you know, other ways to think about how to use your content and your, your personality to build brand and create revenue and all of that. Um, uh, you know, Bill Silva, who's promotes the Hollywood Bowl. And, um, I know to be, you know, not only an incredibly successful live music executive, but just a really good human and, um, and, you know, to to hear him talk about kind of bringing humanity into the business decisions at a time like this. Um, I think that's a really big deal. You know, Brian Solis is, is a favorite speaker of mine. Um, I've seen him talk before and he's just incredible. And he manages to say things that um, you were thinking but didn't know how to put into words or, uh, you know, how, kind of create those... Um, Create big insights for people from the stage, which is great. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, I don't know. There's there's a bunch more. Stan Slap sounds amazing. I, I'm not familiar with him, but um, from everything that I've seen, I want to learn about him and what he does. What about you, Seth? Well, it's your point too, think
2: It's like. I'm excited. I'm excited in Designer's point too that we this kid, this conversation starting. We're getting to see it in a different way. I'm really glad that we went from an idea to putting this together because I think we have people within the industry and outside the industry that are coming together that want to support the industry and recognize the power and value of music and the need for music during times of crisis and times of celebration. And I think I'm excited to see Stan slap. I'm excited to talk to Tina Hay about, um, you know, finance in general too, because I know a lot of people are impacted by furloughs, layoffs, payroll cuts. I'm excited to talk to Brian Solis and like really understand that. And then to go back into live streaming and talk with some incredible, I um, mean, just incredible group and panel. And I'm, then I'm, I'm going to go roll back and to go watch as many panels as I can because I just know there's so many good ones. I mean, this to me, Um, help me visualize, I don't know about you guys, but like realize that there's a big gap for thought leadership from within the industry and without the industry in terms of a lot of these conferences. Usually it's a lot of the same people talking. Um, And I think a lot of these people that we've reached out to have come in going, oh, I'd love to. Oh yeah, I would. Just because you guys that generally don't have time or don't, you you know, like Stan or Brian or any of these guys are, if you guys get paid tens of thousands of dollars for keynotes to close the keynote after a Coca-Cola event or whatever event it might be. And they're looking at us going, we want to help. We're there for you because we believe in the music industry. And I think, you know, I know this one's not going to be perfect, but I really think we should do more of these. Because I think the idea of bringing people from within the industry without and bringing people together, is that's forever. And we should keep doing it.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's definitely one of the questions I've gotten. I was, I was going to ask you guys, um, and then Simon, I know you have to go soon, so we'll, we'll wrap it up. But, um, I was going to ask you, you know, what kind of stuff are you hearing other than, you know, sounds like a lot of enthusiasm, um, and any, any surprises in, in the response or the, you know, reception to, uh, to this.
0: I mean, I, I think the thing that has been interesting for me is, you know, with the the panel about opting in for the greater good, which features uh, a couple of incredibly intelligent human beings who are at Rand um, and Harper Reed, who is the former CTO for uh, Re-elect Obama. Um, you know, they are going to be talking about. The ideas of, okay, well, if we're getting into tracing individual humans and their health status, are they COVID positive or negative or do they have anybody? And basically, what does that mean for privacy? What is that? Is this, is, is letting Amazon and Apple know your status and registering that in an app? Is that something we need to do? And is it really good? you know, in Asia. So I also got a call from a reporter at Billboard who's working on a story about how nightclubs and concert venues in Asia are basically requiring that you have an individual QR code and that your health status is reflected and you can't get into a nightclub or concert if you don't flash screens. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going to be entering into this new world of of data, you know, and healthcare status being something at play where you may have to share it and who are you sharing it with and how are they protecting your data and what really is necessary I was you know when when that panel was coming together I was like I'm not sure there's a tie-in to the music business and over the course of the last two weeks it's really made itself clear that it's not just some abstract concept about privacy and and tracking I mean, you know it's, it's absolutely going to impact the music business. The Washington Post ran an editorial about the the concept um, in the world at large, and then Billboard's writing a story about it as it affects music, and and they've already covered it to some extent, so I'm you know, I feel like we're right on top of a topic that is, you know, not getting a whole lot of coverage elsewhere, and we're starting to have the conversation, and I don't think Uh, variety has ever mentioned Rand. Um, certainly, you know, I checked with, with my friend Susan, who's, who's going to moderate the panel and she, she thinks it was the first time she's been in variety and it's definitely the first time, you know, Rand has been in variety and starting to cross pollinate this world of academics and people at think tanks and big thinkers with the music industry. Um, you know, can't, can't wait to see where that one goes
1: absolutely yeah i mean um that's been the the thing that i'm really excited about is the it's just the breadth that we're able to cover right that we're we're bringing together people from different areas um of the music business from live to recorded to um uh, management uh all of that to people outside the music business people at big companies you know independents um, uh, just you know, such a wealth of different perspectives, which I always think is so valuable, especially during times of great change. But you know, frankly, always right that we we learn lessons from outside of our kind of daily existence, um, and and that's what what really creates opportunity. Um, I also I also want to give a quick shout out since you mentioned variety. Um, Susie from Magnum PR is another one who raised her hand, um, and offered to help or agreed, I think with Simon's, uh, prodding to help us. And she's been getting us some great PR and, and helping us, you know, get, get the word out and get people to know about it. And, and, um, and again, it's people like that, that see the opportunity to help and, and can't help themselves or can't stop themselves. Yeah, I Susie,
0: say. Susie's absolutely she jumped in and was like, what can I do? How can I help? And
1: um, brilliant has
0: has been instrumental in helping us get the word out.
1: Yeah. Um, In closing, um, any thoughts on uh, on what you want to see after this? Not, not only after the music summit, but also kind of on, on the other side of whatever, uh, whatever happens with COVID.
2: Um, can you repeat that question? I'm trying to
1: understand that Yeah I should um, Especially because my phone rang In the middle of it Um. Well So I guess my last question is We know that COVID is bringing great change To society Certainly to the music industry um, some, some for good, some for bad um, Is there any Do you have any vision of what you hope to kind of see on the other side?
2: What are your thoughts, Simon?
0: Sure. Um, I think that what I hope to see on the other side is the continued development of communities that didn't exist before, um, a spirit of collaboration and innovation. You know, I think it gets really easy to look at the playing field and go, these are the businesses. They control everything. What's the point? Yeah. And you know, we're all here in something very new, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, but we'll, we're starting it, and then once it started, is you just work on making it better. And I think that a new—I'd love to see a wave of new entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that having established huge companies you know have to take a second look at how they do business and and what's good for artists and what's good for fans and what's good for music um, you know the status quo isn't necessarily the best it can be and I think about you know the last month in Los Angeles right we've had this incredibly clean air we've had limited traffic. And for me as a cyclist, it's been the best bike riding of my life in this city. And I would never have even thought, how do you, how do you stop traffic, right? And let the world be a better place. And now we've seen it. It's like all I can think about is how do I get that thing? How do I make that permanent instead mm-hmm. of it being a crisis? Um, and so, you know, I think on an industry level, we're seeing. All kinds of creativity and all kinds of people stepping into the creative space, becoming producers, becoming podcasters, becoming streamers. And I just hope that there will be a lot of support and some amazing new ideas come out of it and a lot of disruption of old, big established companies.
1: Nice.
2: Yeah. And I mean, to add to that, too, I think you're dead on. And I think. You know, we saw out of the 2008 recession, we so saw companies like Uber and Airbnb and all these different types of ideas come to the forefront. And the end of the status quo. And what you're seeing right now is you're seeing people getting creative off the bat. I know drive-ins are up and selling out in, um, I'm in San Francisco, but in Oakland, people are selling out parking lots. Yeah. I know people are trying drive-in concerts. And I think, look, people are going to be testing a lot of things that they wouldn't have been able to test otherwise, which I'm really excited about because, you know, a thousand of those ideas aren't going to work, but one of them might change the world.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah
0: the giant lab, right? There's a million different experiments happening all over the place right now, and some will work and some won't, but it's going to be exciting to see.
1: Absolutely. I mean, for me, um, I think these times of crisis can bring us closer together, um, there's a great talk that I'm looking forward to by my friend Dennis White and uh, Scott Edwards from Fox uh, about a, a project they did together called we're We're in this together um, and and I think that's that's what happens in um, in these really trying times is that they can be unifying and so you know i'm I'm hoping. That on the other side of this, you know, the the different areas specific to to the music business, but but you know more broadly within society. But you know, people realize um, how much we need each other, and how much it's not just about me and what can I take, and uh, you know, just looking out for myself. But more, I mean, I think the COVID is the is the sort of perfect catalyst for this because um, how how we each behave affects everyone else and um, and so I think you know hopefully we're doing our small part to lead by example and you know bring something that creates value in the world um, and I hope to just see a lot more of that kind of woven into people's everyday lives and businesses
2: no, that's great I agree with that too I hope like um, people give us a lot of feedback after this summit so that we can make it better next time
1: yeah, I mean, I, w- I would love to see this blossom into a community that's, um, you know, hopefully other people will be inspired to share what they know, to ask questions, to uh, to build a, you know, a network of some sort. I no idea what form that might take. Hopefully some ideas will come out of that as well. Um, but look, I really appreciate you guys for making time for this. Um, and And I could not be more grateful for your your partnership, your hard work for just the ability to count you among my friends. Um whatever happens on Wednesday, this has been awesome. And uh and I think it's it's gonna be great and hopefully uh it'll motivate and inspire some other people as well.
0: Yeah, definitely forward to I love working with you, work you guys. Get- it's been really cool to see what happens when three people put their Put their creative energy together and see other people jump on and get involved and build
1: inertia and hopefully we can lift some other people up with uh, the conference and help people along the way. Absolutely. Well, uh, for everyone listening, get to com and register. It's free. Um, there will be a number of talks that you can sign up for. We will have some sort of archive after the fact. Um, we're still figuring that out, but I'm sure that this uh, content won't go away, and um, as we've said, we welcome your feedback, your ideas, uh, your collaboration.